We're learning Daf Samach Vav. We're starting from the bottom Mishnah and Samach Hamid Bay is the bottom line. So the Mishnah now tells us about people who unfortunately can't uh, walk regularly, so they don't now going out with regular shoes. So the Mishnah says, Hakitea, someone who's his his foot is amputated, so Yotzei bekav shali can go out with his kav. So the kav is made of wood, and it's kind of like his wooden shoe, but it's not really. Um, the truth is that it's not even made to support his weight at all. It's just the point of it, Rashi says, is to, to hide the fact that he doesn't have a regular foot. So the Chiddush of the mission is that he's still able to go out with it, which is a Chiddush because he's not really walking with it. But Rashi says, the very important words, Rashi says, the middle of the day, who? It becomes as if it is his own, um, his own shoe. Since it's a normal foot that he goes out like that, so it's considered to be his shoe, even though despite the fact that it is made out of wood. That's Rabbi Meir's position. Rabbi Yossi has Rabbi Yossi holds not. Now Rashi holds that the reason why Rabbi Yossi holds that he can't go out is because since it's made of wood, it's not a regular type of shoe and it can't therefore be considered um, to be bottled to the person's body. It's not a normal shoe. Shoe has to be regular type of um, uh, a leather type of material, but a wood is not considered to be a shoe. That's where Rabbi Yossi holds he'd be, he'd be carrying it. Let's say this wooden foot thing has a holder to put some rags in it, then it would be able to be makabal tumah. So the halacha with wood, again, is that if it doesn't have a receptacle, if it doesn't have a base kibble, it's not makabal tumah. The term for this is pshute kli eitz, a kli of wood, but if it doesn't have a receptacle, can't hold anything, then it is not uh, tameh. So let's say the hole where you put the leg was it was cut with like extra space to put in some of these soft rags. So now the wooden foot is makabal tumah because of that. But without that, it's not it's not makabal tumah. And, um, and obviously, you know, even though the, the leg does go there, but it's not really carrying it, it's just, it's just like placed on it. So therefore it has to have a real hole uh, that it can hold rags. It's meant to hold rags to, to, to soften it, but otherwise it would not be mekabal tumah. Now we learn about a different type of cripple here, Samucha Shalom. What about these? These are supports uh, for, for, for the person who is, is an amputated, not only in one leg, but in the other leg as well. So for this person, he's kind of it's supporting and he's moving just on his, um, on his knees. So he puts support so he doesn't have to go on the ground. So those are the Samuchos of Tamei and Medrus. They have Tumas of Medrus. Tumas of Medrus, remember, it's not just, it's a unique halacha than any any type of kli which is made to sit or to lean on to support one's weight, become an avatuma from a zav or a zav or something like that. So let's say this cripple here is a zav and he would go out like this, then the these supports, a lot of the supports here would be become um, an avatuma. You can go out with them on Shabbos because Rashi says, a very important Rashi, you can't go out without these things. You can't walk with them. So they become a tachshit and it's not considered like he's carrying them because he can't really go out without it. However, you are allowed to go into the Azar with them. Meaning, we know that there's a din, we learned in Brachos, that you're not allowed to go into the courtyard by the base of Mikdash with a shoe because it's considered disrespectful. So you may have said that this is the way that the, the, the amputee goes around. So maybe it's considered to be a shoe. And the mission is telling you it's not considered to be a shoe, and therefore you could wear it um, in the Chatzar. Okay. Continues the Mishnah. Now we're talking about a third case where a person isn't even able to do that. His, 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 the muscles aren't even strong enough that he can go on his knees and with the lower legs. He's unable to do that. So the only way he can move is kind of by having this little chair that he, that, that, that he connects to. And he, has these, he holds crutches. And he uses the crutches. He pushes himself up and, and forward. And then he comes, to, comes back down again. So... And, and his feet, which are, I mean, obviously they're, they're not full legs, he's amputated, they usually have some support, 
because sometimes when he's pushing himself forward, he could use his legs just for a second to, to help his weight. So he'll have some sort of support here. So we have the chair and these leg supports and they're all there helping helping out his weight here. So these things, which are meant for his weight to support on, Tumei Medrash, they are susceptible to Tumei Medrash because they're meant to support his weight. But in Yosem and Shabbos, however, you're not allowed to go out with Shabbos. So what's the reason why? You need these to go. So why is it, why, what is the reason why you can't go out? So Rashi likes that the Pshad is just because of the, the supports for the legs, because the legs are, are, are hanging over the chair. They're not on the ground. So therefore, the supports are very hard for them to, to stay connected. They can often fall off. And therefore, a person might come to carry them on Shabbos. So the problem is these supports that are on the legs, that's the issue. But the issue, it doesn't seem to be uh, the chair itself, but the supports for his legs. And these things you cannot bring in uh, to the Azara. And the idea is that since they go on the foot, uh, then they're considered to be shoes. And, uh, and therefore, you're not allowed to go into the Azara. Okay, now we learn about a new type of article. Lokitman, lo and we'll see what that is. We're going to have three different shots in what it is. Rashi already is foreshadowing. Rashi says it's the, these are masks that were used just for playing. But we'll see more in the Gemara. Tahorin. They're not Makabotum. It's not considered to be a Kli. It's not really doing any, any real function. The Ain Yotz Mehem, you're not allowed to go out on Javis. Uh, they're not, it's not a Tasha, it's not a Beget, so therefore it, wouldn't, it would be considered that you were carrying it and not that it would be bottled to the body, so you can't go out with it um, on Shabbos. So the Gemara now uh, starts off going to the first case. The first case was whether uh, some person is amputated just in the bottom of one leg, so he has this um, a, wooden, a wooden thing. Again, it's not really made to support, but it's made to hide the fact that, he, that he's missing the bottom of his leg. And we had a machlokas in Rameh and Rabbi Yosef, he's allowed to go out. So the Gemara, it said the way our text would appear is that Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Meir says you could go out and Rabbi Yosef says you can't. But Amalei Rabbi Lord, what's actually the right Gersa? So Amalei, in other words, maybe it's really the opposite. Um, maybe it's actually the other way around. That Rabbi Yossi allows it and Rabbi Meir does not. So Amalei lay down. He said, I don't know. He says, what's the halacha? Could he go out or not? Amalei lay down. He said, I don't know. Itmar, now we learn. Amar Shmuel Enakitea. Shmuel's version of the Mishnah was that Rabbi Meir said that the empathy cannot go out with a wooden foot. That was Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Yossi then is lenient and he does allow it. That the way the Gersa should go is that Rabbi Meir was saying that the Kitea is not allowed to go out and Rabbi Yossi is mekel. Um, that, that, that's the way they're going there. Rabbi Yossi is lenient. So now the Gemara says, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi, since Shmuel said the Gersa should be that, that according to our mayor, that the amputee cannot go out. From Rafuna, Inakitea. And Rafuna also says that that's the Gersa. We should also switch the Gersa, not like we have in front of us. Inakitea, Rabbi Yossi, this is also in Rabbi Yossi, is Mekel. Says the Gemara, So what's going on? Rabbi and all students didn't hear what happened. Rabbi Chana bar Rava, once when he was teaching the Mishnah Techiya bar Rav in front of Rav by Rav's yeshiva, they taught in Akedah Yosef Kavshalo. He taught that the Gersa was if Rameir, the Rameir doesn't allow Rabbi Yosi Matzur and Rabbi Yosi was Mekel. Umachil Rav Eipah, but Rav made a signal to him. To Rav Chana Rabbah, that he should switch the opinions and say that Rav Meir is Mekel with the wooden foot of Rav Yosef Asrazi. So we clearly we see Rav argues in Shmuel. So why would Rav Yosef go the way that Shmuel said it? And now the Gemara says, if you want to remember who who who, who said what, the one with the Samach does the Samach. So the way we have Rav Yosef with the Samach, he's Oser with the Samach. He forbids it, which is the way that we had. Uh, the Gersa be in our Mishnah. Now the Gemara says that even Shmuel ended up agreeing that that's correct. But Ab Shmuel, Hadabay, even Shmuel, he, he switches his mind. It's now we learned that a Mishnah, the Mishnah here is in, is, is, is in the context in Yavama, so of Chalitza. Chalitza, the process, right? Instead of doing Yivam, there's an option for the woman to take, to say, um, for, 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 for the man to say he doesn't want Yivam, and then the woman takes off his shoe. So it has to be a shoe, real shoe. So it says in the Mishnah, the Yavama does Chalitza with a, with, with a sandal, with a sandal that, 
It does not, doesn't belong to the brother-in-law. Or if it was wood, also it shall smell be a minute. Or is the left shoe taken off the right foot? Chalitza k'shir. In all these cases, the chalitza is still kosher, it's still considered a shoe. But Amrina, when we learned that mission, we said, Matan, who holds that a wooden sandal is considered halachically to be a shoe, right? The Torah does point out it has to be a shoe. So who says a wooden sandal is called a shoe? Amar Shmuel, Rameri. And Shmuel said it's Rameri. It's not. Hakite, Yotzi, Bakav, Shalot, Diver Rameri, Rabbi Yosi, Shmuel invoked our Mishnah, where Rameri said, Yolad, Rabbi Yosi, not. And he quoted, Shmuel quotes that as saying that it's only, it's only Rabbi Meir. Now, wait a second. I thought before we were saying that Shmuel actually holds that it has to be it has to be reversed so if it has to be reversed then um, then it's really Rabbi Yossi who allows it not Rameir so we see that Shmuel must have retracted his opinion and he, he changed that the Gersh should be the way we have it that Rameir allows it and it's Rabbi Meir and it's Rabbi Yossi who does not allow it okay now the Gemara says even Rafuna ended up switching his mind the Tanya said in a bright so sandal the sandal that the people who have plaster who deal with plaster put over their shoes so they, if they if they always deal with plaster they don't want the plaster Rashi says to destroy their shoes so they they put uh, like an extra an extra sandal on top tummy measures is tummy measures because um, right it's made for the, the body to lean on. This is Rabbi Kiva says Rabbi Kiva considers this uh, sandal, which and the, the key point here about this sandal is that it's made out of straw. And even though we don't usually use straw for shoe, but it's still considered to be considered to be a shoe. They didn't agree. They said no, straw is not usually a shoe, so it's not considered halachically uh, to be a shoe. So, so wait a second. But we learned in a Mishnah that the Chacham did agree. And Amr Rafuna, Rafuna said that, that what's the answer to this? Man Hodula, who's the one who agreed to him? Rabbi Meir. It's Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir from our Mishnah, who holds that on Shabbos you go out with a wooden foot. So you see, even though wood is not the most common material of shoe, he considers it to be a shoe. He would also agree with Rabbi Akiva that's by straw also, that even though the straw is not the most, you know, normal way of making a, a shoe, but the sandal of straw is considered a shoe. What do we mean when we say that the rabbis didn't agree to Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Yossi? It means Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi holds you can't go out with wood because that's not the normal shoe, but also hold that you can't go out with the straw. So we see that Rav Huna holds, which way is it? That it's Rameir who allows Nebuchadnezzar to go out with the wooden foot and Rabbi Yossi who doesn't. I, before Rav Huna had the opposite kirsa, must mean that Rav Huna switches mind. So it comes out basically that everyone agrees after all is said and done to the kirsa that we have in our Mishnah that it's Rameir who allows the wooden foot and Rabbi Yossi who does not allow uh, the wooden foot, like Rav, who introduced, and then everybody eventually now switches their opinions. Okay, so before, just before we, we mentioned this idea that the, the, the straw sandal, we said that Rabbi Akiva considered a shoe, but the Chachamim didn't agree. And we offered different opinions to the Chachamim, so Rabbi Yossi says it's enough, he has another person who might not agree with it. Rabbi Yossi, who's a person who didn't agree to Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yochum, and Rabbi Yochum, and Rabbi Yochum, and Rabbi Talking about straw things, here you have a, a mat made out of straw or a tube with straw. Rabbi Kiva Matame, he holds that it's makabal tuma. He considers straw to be a material that's, uh, that's susceptible to tuma. It's made to lie in here. This shad is considered makabal tuma. Rabbi Yochum Matahar, straw he holds is not makabal tuma. So he holds it's not makabal tuma. So the same machlokas would be here with the. Um, the sandal here with the with the, with these guys who deal with the plaster is made of straw. So real Khamenei holds it's not makabel um and he would argue in Rabbi Akiva who said it was. So now the Gemara analyzes further. Amar Mar Sadin Shosaitin Tamei Medrash. We said that this sandal that's made of straw 
is Makabal Tumas Medrash. The Mars says, Why? It's not really shoes. It's not made to walking. We should go after what it's made to do. What's it made to do? It's just to protect a person's shoes from getting destroyed. So to be Makabal Tumas Medrash, it's not just enough that you know, it happens to be someone's putting their, their weight on it. To be Makabal Tumas Medrash, it should have to be that it's made to support one's weight. So if it's like a shoe, it's made to support one's weight, but that's not what this is for. This is made just to protect the shoes. So why is it Makabal Tumas Medrash? So the more answers there are some times where he just will, will walk in them until he goes home. So meaning, if he continues to wear these shoes after he's done, so so it's considered a shoe. It's considered to be a normal shoe. You know, it, it's it's not just a protection for his shoes. Also, shoes their own weight and they bear his weight, and therefore it's makabel tomas measures. So now we go back to our mission. We're talking about the wooden uh, fake leg. So we said that that if it's just you know it holds up the foot, so it's not makabel tumah because it's a pshute kliyets. It's a kliyets that doesn't have a receptacle. But if it has, let's say, a receptacle to hold rags to soften it, then it's makabel tumah. So the gemara says, Amar by what type of tumah is it makabel? Tameh tumas meis. The ain't tameh madrash. It's going to be makabel tumas meis because after all, then it is a kliyets which has a receptacle, but not tumas madrash. Why? Because Trumas Medris is something that's specifically made to hold somebody's weight. So here, what's the point of this wooden thing? Yes, it, the, the, it happens to be that he does, you know, put his weight on it, but it, that's not what it's made for. It's made just to just to hide the fact that he's crippled. So it, therefore, Abai is saying it's not Tommy Medris. Again, according to, according to Abai, Tommy Medris has to be that the, the Kli is 100% made in order to support weight, like, like a couch or a shoe or something like that. But here, where it's really made to hide the fact that he's crippled, even though it does end up supporting the weight, it's not Makabal Tumas Medrash. Rava Amar Af Medrash. It wouldn't be Makabal Tumas Medrash because even though it's not the Ica reason, bottom line is, is that it supports the, supports the weight. And even though that's secondary, it still is Makabal Tumas Medrash. Amar Rava Menami, no, how do I know this? It's not because we learned in the Mishnah, Agal Shokatam Tumas Medrash. Let's say you have a, a kid's wagon. They usually it's made, you know, to, they, kids would play with it, but sometimes they would carry the kid in the back of it. So it's Makabal Tumas now it's only once in a while that they hold the kid in. Usually it's just really a toy. So we see that even though it's primarily made to be a toy, since sometimes it carries the kid, it's Makabatumas Madrash. You should say the same thing with the wooden foot, that even though it's primarily not made to hold the weight, but sometimes since sometimes it does, um, it should be Makabatumas Madrash. I am or Abai says it's different. Awesome, Samachlah. There the kid, it happens it is often that the kid will support himself on it. The wooden foot, it doesn't really support itself on it, and therefore it's not um, not makabotumah. So the Gemara is distinguishing the Gemara, saying really the wagon is made more, uh, it's very common that the child will support himself on it. Amar Abai, Abai comes back and brings a proof for himself. And Amar how do I know that if it's not the main thing it's made for, it's not makabotumah, it's medrashtan. It says in a price, a makosh is getting him to a walking stick, a cane that older people use is not makabotumah in any way, even to much medrash. Now why not? Don't, don't, don't people some, sometimes lean on them? So it's still not Makabal Tumas Medrash. It must be the idea is, even though sometimes it does support the weight, then since it's not primarily made to support the weight, it's primarily made just to, you know, help somebody walk and keep his, the steps right, but it's not made to support the weight, then it's not Makabal Tumas Medrash. So, so too, we should say the same thing by the wooden uh, fake leg. The Mar says, Rava, no, it's different. Awesome. In the case of the walking stick, uh, it's, just, it's just really made, it's never for the full weight, it's just really to, to, to help somebody's steps. And therefore, it's not it's not makabel it's not makabel tumas medrash because Rashi explains that makabel tumas medrash means it's, it's like made to like bear the whole weight or at least most of the weight. It's just here; it's not really doing that at all. In the case of the mufud, it is once in a while it made to support the weight of some and so, those so people do in fact support themselves upon it. And therefore, it's makabel tumas medrash. So we're saying basically that the cane is not a good example because in the case of the cane, it's really not made at all ever. For, um, for anyone to support most of their weight on. It's just really straining the steps, so they're just helping out with a little bit of the weight, and that's why it's not Makabatumas Medrash. Okay.
Now we go back to the last case of the Mishnah, Tameim uh, Medris, which is the, the chair, the, the, the person who can't even walk on his knees. So he's just in the chair and the, the leg supports here. So we say that it's Makabal to Masmesh, and Meshavs, you can't go out the Shabbos, you don't go on the Azar. There was a price, so we said in front of Rabbi Yochan, that you could go into the, into the courtyard of the Azar with it, because it's not, bottom line is, it's not a shoe. I have another price that says a woman can do Chalitza with such a leg support. It's and you're saying that you can go into the Azar, meaning, and the root of the question is, it's, it's obviously not covering a, a, uh, covering a foot, but it's at the end of the, the stump. So the question is, is that considered halachically uh, to be a shoe? So the Gemara says, Tani, in the Chazman Azar. You have to say that the price is, you cannot go into the Azar. It is considered, in fact, to be a shoe, since it's at the end of the, at the, at the leg, wherever it is. So it's halachically considered to be a shoe. Then the last thing that we learned in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah, Lukitman Tahar, and Lukitman are Tahar, and you can't go out with them on Shabbos. The says, My Lukitman, Amar Ravok, Hamar the Akwa. They're donkeys, they're made out of wood, Rashi says, wooden donkeys that go on the, on top of a clown. On top of a clown, so it's part of their act. So it's just part of a clown act, it's not really a real clean in any way, and therefore it's not a Kabbalah and, um, and, it, and it obviously is, is considered carrying on Shabbos if you go out with it. Rabba Barapapa, Amar Kishiri. Uh, the, these are stilts, like if you have, you know, I think like the, the clowns wear, and, and if they use them sometimes, or if like they don't want to get their shoes dirty, so it's not considered uh, to be a clee, it's just trying to hold up their, 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 um, their, 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 their shoes, so it's a clee so in other words, in its own right, it is a clee, it is holding the thing, but it's a pshute clee so it doesn't have a receptacle, and that's why it's not, it's not, um, it's not makabotoma. And Rabbi Ravuna Amar Prami, they're actually just regular masks. Rashi says they used to like play around with them, scare kids with them. It was like a game, so therefore it's not really considered a clean. You can't go out with it on Shabbos. Okay, continues the mission with other things you're allowed to go out with. Habanim Yotzim Bikisharim. Young boys can go out with Bikisharim. Some are knots, but the Gemara is going to explain what in the world these knots are. And a prince can go out with like a very fancy golden bell. The truth is that any person can go out with this fancy, with this fancy golden bell. Chachamim just spoke about what was normal. It was normal only for, you know, the, the really rich noble ones to have it. But the truth is that everyone can go out with it. And we'll learn more about the Gemara, about the, precisely what these golden, the golden bells are. Okay, so now the first thing about that, the boys can go out with the Ksharp. So the Gemara says, my Ksharp. What, what are these knots here? So I'm a... Amar Adamari, Amar Nachman, Barbarach, Amar Vashi, Barabin, Amar of Yehuda, Kishure Pua. So they're knots that come from a very interesting type of plant here. Rashi says that it's, uh, it's got plants with flowers and leaves, and uh, the roots of this plant actually make a, make a dye, Rashi says. And they would take some of these, they would take some of these stems and make knots out of them. And they would hang it around the person's neck, and it had like curative powers. They would be like rafua. So it's an amazing thing. So it's this thing that if a kid is sick or something, that you, you hang it around their neck, the roots of this flower, and uh, evidently it's good for healing. So you're allowed to go out with that. Says the Gemara, Amar Abayar, Amali Aim, my mother told me. So there's a very famous thing here that, uh, that, that Abayar's mother actually died. The Gemara says whenever he's talking about it, it's actually talking about the woman who raised him, but not his literal mother. So, and he, oftentimes in Shas, Abai quotes her as uh, teaching a lot of interesting things. So Abai says, uh, it's also Mokmi. If you have three knots, they, um, they hold the illness. Chamisha, if you have five, Master, they're able to take it away. Shiva, if you have seven, Afilu Shafa Mali, they're so good that he can even push away bad witchcraft. It only works if they don't, they're not exposed to sunlight, moonlight, or rain, they never heard the sound of like a, of metal, like banging into each other, or a rooster making noise, or 
nigre or footsteps. It hasn't heard any of those things. So it fell in a pit, meaning like there's no such thing. I mean, that's too, 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 too many things on the list there. It's impossible to ever get, meet all of those things, and therefore it's never going to work. Okay, so if that's the pshat and the Mishnah, so it's this thing that's, that's tied around the neck from the flowers that actually makes, that cures a person. So the one says, Why does it say it's only for boys? Why can't girls go out with this? Why don't they say young boys? Even adults also should go out with these knots. So now the Gemara is closer. The Gemara tries a different explanation. What is it, these knots? When a son who's having a difficulty from separating from his father. Let's say his father had to go away, and the, the child is having emotional issues with separation. So no tober two and minoshal, but the father takes the strap from his right shoe, koshal small, he ties it to the boy's left arm, and that emotionally connects the, the, the son to the father. So, and now we understand, Rashi explains, that this is only, usually it's only the boys, young boys who suffer from this, and not young girls. Rashi actually seems to say that the, the boys are, are more loved by their father than the girl, and so the, fought, the boy will suffer more and needs these knots, whereas the girl doesn't need it. And therefore, only the boy is allowed to go out with this on Shabbos and not the girl. And obviously, it's only mutter for the boy, not an adult to go out with such a thing. Says the Gemara, The way you remember this is tefillin. Tefillin also, would you use the right hand to tie it in the left arm. Says the Gemara, you have to do this. If you do it the opposite, meaning you take from the left shoe and you tie it in the right arm, it's actually very dangerous. Um, it, it, it seems that it can put the kid into more of a depression. Okay. So now we learn more about uh, healing on Shabbos. Um, things that, remember, there's an Isra on Shabbos to do things that are direct refuah. There's an Isra of tochen, of grinding on Shabbos. So, so some of the salmonim, things that are like potions, like they ground up herbs. So the rabbi said, you're not allowed to do matters of refuah. But we're going to learn in the Gemara certain exceptions because they're not, they're not really anything that has potions on it and they're mother on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Amr Abin Barafuna, Amr Ragoya, Sachufe, Kasa, Tibura, B'Shabs, or Shabbat If you just want to flip over a cup that has some hot water on the... Um, uh, and, 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 and put it over someone's like stomach on Shabbos. This would be good for um, the stomach. The person's stomach not feeling good. That's okay. That's not also Mishra Mufu on Shabbos because it's not considered an act of healing here uh, to, do, to do such a thing. Uh, continues the Gemara. A person can smear some oil and salt on their on their hands and feet on Shabbos. Why would they do this? So, so we see they used to do this to take away. The person was drunk. Um, and they wanted to rid themselves of, 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 of the feelings, so then they would um, rub the oil and salt on their, on their hands and feet, and that would take it away. And that's not considered an act of refuah of Shabbos, just taking away uh, the state of being drunk. And the Gemara explains this, when he came from the house of Rav, when he would come from Reb Chia, when he came from his Rebbe Rebbe, when they were drunk, they would bring some, some oil and salt together, they would smear it upon the palms of their hands and their feet, and they would say, Just as this oil is thinning, because what happens is, is that the, the body thins it, the, right? The, the, the warmth of the body thins it out. So the wine that's causing me to be drunk um, should become thin. And the idea of the same thing becoming, becoming thin is that it shouldn't work anymore. The effects should wear off. Let's say a person doesn't have this, he doesn't have this oil and salt. So, you bring like um, seals of barrels, uh, soak the seals in, in barrels, and say, just as the, the, this, the material of the seal is thinning because of the water, so to the wine should thin inside of, uh, of, of my body. Continues the Gemara, it's mutter to do the strangling on Shabbos. So what is the strangling? So a person has a problem, it seems, with one of the, 
the vertebrae from the neck bone, you would actually have like some sort of strangling that would help get it back into place. And that's mutter because again, there's no potion here. That's the point. Whenever there's no potion, it's just a, some active healing on shops without potions, then it's mutter the rabbis in Asana. Says the Gemara, another case for Amar Avin Barahuna, Amar Abchamar You could. You could uh, straighten the bones of a kid on Shabbos. They would wrap them very tight, kind of like swaddling. Um, they were like too soft, right, right from birth. So they would swaddle really tight, and, and that would set the bones. That's okay. Again, it's refu on Shabbos. It doesn't involve any potions. So such a thing can be okay. Says the When when we had this halacha, Rapapa said banim plural, meaning he had two halachas about the kids. Rosvid masni ben. Rosvid only had one. Uh, this one that we just learned. And the Gemara explains, Rapapa Masi, but Rapapa had children which survived Masi, but He taught both his rulings, right? Remember before we had the knots by the boy's depression from the father, and here from the kid being wrapped in his bones, both of them were taught from Avon Baruhuna. So therefore, he said both, he said Banim, both of the Allah's in his name. Rasid Masi, Ben, Rasid only said Ben, Kamai Samasim, Avon Rahuma, because the first Allah about the knots. Uh, that was in the name of Avram Rahuna. But the second ruling, he said in the name of Rabbi Rahana. He quoted him as saying that it's mutter to swallow the kid and that's also on Shabbos. So everyone agrees in the halacha. The question is just uh, merely who said it. So now the Gemara just continues with different things that were taught to, to, to buy from this woman who raised him about medicine. Amar Abayi, Amr Li'im, the Ma'olah said, They used to have like all these, you know, things that they would say that would, um, that would heal. So anything that are said, they should be said in the name of the mother. In other words, whenever you're saying the person's, the person's name, oh, this person, the son of, do you say the father's name or you say the mother's name? So you should always say the mother's name. And this is like part of the source, like when you're davening for Rufua, the idea is you always say the person's name, the son of the mother. Whenever you're dealing with knots, you always deal knots on the left arm. That whenever there's, you're supposed to say something a certain number of times, that's like the, the formula, then you do whatever number of times it is. But if it doesn't have a specific number of times you're supposed to do it, how many is it? You should repeat it 41 times. Continues the Gemara. Now we go back a little bit to the A woman's allowed to go out with a stone. So they used to have like some stone, and it was supposed to be uh, prevent uh, miscarriages. So a pregnant woman would... Um, would go out with this, with this, with these stones that would make sure that she stayed pregnant, and it's okay. It's not concerned on Shabbos. It's protecting her, her fetus. They said, even to go out with the weight of the stone. Meaning, that what they would do is they would weigh something else against the stone, and that also affects that it prevents from from miscarriage. And 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 the woman can go out with that secondary one as well. Lo We're not talking about if she already miscarried. because she might miscarry, even if it's just you know maybe in the future she will. Even if she hasn't been pregnant, just because we're scared she might become pregnant, that, that's enough to allow it. And you show him, say, we're only talking about you know, a woman who is genetically, they have a lot of issues with pregnancy. That's, that's where we're lenient um, and we consider it tuffle to the body. Says the Gemara, this idea from every mare that even the counterweight is okay, it only works if it's the same uh, exactly as the weight of the stone when it was weighed. Then, then it's okay. But if you have to, uh, you know, you know, add more, add less, then it's not necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily work. You can't wear it on Shabbos. Buy a buy mishkol to mishkol. What about the counterweight of the counterweight? Meaning you have this original stone, and then that, that can protect against uh, miscarrying, and then you you have the counterweight. That's okay. But what about the counterweight of the counterweight? Is that also effective? Can we go out or not? So the Gemara says, Teku, we don't resolve that question. More about medicine. Omar Abayulimiyeh, my mother said, Lishti Basioma. For if a person has a fever that just doesn't go away, every single day they get a fever. Lishko Zuzah Chibara, they take a Zuz, which is a, a silver coin. Chibarate um, should be white, less the Macha, and go to the thing that walk, that makes salt, right? So they would have like um, a pool and they have salt water, and then when the, the sun comes and the water leaves, so then they would have uh, salt. 
So he takes the, the coin there, he weighs its weight in salt, and then he ties all the salt by the neck with some hair. He put, keeps it there right by um, his neck, and he won't get fever. If he low, let's say he doesn't have these things to do the to do this this formula. So just let him go sit on crossroads and fork and run And he sees a big ant, and especially a big ant carrying something. He takes the ant, he puts it in a, in a tube of copper. He must seal it with 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 like avra, like real lead. And then and then seal it with sixty seals. So I, I guess you cover it with sixty layers. Um, you keep on you keep on putting seals on it. With bazula, you shake it, lidre, and take it with him. But you should say to the ant, "To uno alav Let's switch places. Your burdens on me, and my burdens upon you. So then, you, you, by switching plate, by switching with the ant, the ant takes his burden and he takes the ant. Says the Gemara, Maybe somebody else already had this ant, and he took away his illness by putting his illness on the ant. So now, when you take the ant's illnesses, you're going to get sick again. So that doesn't help. It doesn't help necessarily to swap with the ant. The Gemara says, "Elimelech." You say to the ant, "What? My problem and your problem is all on you." So you don't switch with him. You just dump your burden on the ant, and then everything's okay. Below, let's say you don't have this. Let's go kuzah So then you just take a small little. You go to the river. You say to Nara Nara, the river. Why don't you lend me some water to heal this um, to heal this thing that always is happening to me? You put it seven times around his head. And he throws the water behind him in the river. And says the river Nara Nara, river river. Take that water you gave me to because the regular thing has come to me. This fever comes to me in his day and now leaves me in the day. So he then is throwing off, he's casting off his fever by throwing it into the river.